don't know if you remember this, Fry, but I brought this this chick home with me. She was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember, like, when we, like, I like, I saw you, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like, losing it when I came in, and I'm like, you know, I introduced you to all the guys. I was like, all right, we're going to go upstairs. So we went upstairs, and I remember I told her, I was like, look, let's be as loud as possible to f*** with the guys downstairs. I do remember this. She was all about it. She's like, oh, yeah, 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 let's be so loud, and this will be so fun. <laughs> you know? She's, like, yelling at the top of her lungs. I was like, this girl Get, you know yeah. whatever happened to her <laughs> uh, yeah. dude i remember walking down broad street and i was at like broad and spruce and i just looked over and i saw someone dressed as green man jump jump off the top of a bus into a crowd of people because there was like a mini concert on top of a bus and green man just jumped whoever one of the million green men that were, <laughs> yeah. there's like a million yeah, right. green men out i love when people ask me like Oh, what's your favorite? Like, make me your favorite drink to make. I'm like, perfect. Here's a Coors Light bottle. Six dollars. <laughs> Six dollars, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when we won the Archdiocese, dude, that was the big. I'll tell you this, Justin. I didn't have a lot to do with it, but it was like, it was a lot of fun riding some coattails. Let me tell you, baby. And that was the only game I lost from like fifth grade to yeah 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 because i remember yeah because we didn't lose i mean you know i'm sorry man if i would have been on the team you know probably needed we, you right sorry, yeah well we, we, need, we needed someone to throw me water when i got tired yeah. <laughs> i was a pro at that let me tell you it's pretty good All right, this is the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Jade Up, Justin Richardson, and this is part one of the Brian Mann experience. Uh, this is me quick. Really love this guy. This <laughs> is part him. one of this, and we had so much fun with this. Justin, what'd you think? I had a good old time. You love him. It's so much fun. He's a great storyteller. Really opened up a lot of it. We we get into like we do some bird walking in part one, and we get into some of like he was a really high level soccer player, and you know me and him have a lot of history together, so it's nice to share that. So part one was really a lot of fun getting into that. So super excited for everyone to listen to it. So this is the Working Perspectives podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. He's Jade Up. Justin Richardson. Our guest is the one and only Brian Madden, and this is part one of the Brian Madden experience. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Working Perspectives Podcast. I'm Matt Lavelle. Accompanied today by the one and only Jade Up Justin Richardson and our guest today, Justin. Let me tell you, let me tell you, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. So we're gonna rewind it back a little, a few couple of years. All right, your boy here, old Uncle Maddie, right? Uh, I don't know if you remember this, Justin, because we met when I was like thirteen, right? Uh, but I'll tell you this: your boy, old Uncle Maddie, wasn't the wasn't the easiest guy to like coming up. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> No. Uh, had, had some issues, you know, had, you know, confidence issues, big time attention seeker, you know, uh, could be very annoying. Right. And, you know, it wasn't, there was a lot of people that didn't like old uncle Maddie. I'll tell you that. Right. And I feel like in Catholic school, which is where I went, it was 
the, you know, any type of masculinity or male camaraderie was kind of frowned upon. And the, and I feel like being like catty or, you know, that, like a stooge kind of was more, you know, that was uh, better accepted or like uh, idolizing or, you know, being like a, a teacher's pet was like what, you know, that's what got you brownie points with the teachers. Right. Which is the wrong thing. But either way. So coming up. You know, there was uh, some people that didn't like your boy and they're pretty vocal about it, you know. <laughs> so uh, our guest today, the one only Brian Madden, he was I'll tell you this. And he's going to he's not going to like hearing this, but he was the king of the cool. All right. There was nobody cooler than old B-Dog. Right. And, uh, it, you know, he coming up, he was cool. But the, at that time, Justin, and I think it's different now because people are like bullying and woke and all that where coming up, being uh, wait, like bullying and woke, you know, they're no, against no. bullying. <laughs> they're against bullying and I, all that stuff now. But I like that concept then, though. They're like bullyingly woke. I mean, well, pretty. I mean, I mean, we don't want to get into that. But either it's way, they then then they give you like a wedgie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but so like okay. they're very tolerant, but they're mean about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but coming, but coming up though, and I think you would agree, like. It wasn't cool to be like nice, like being a jerk to people was said, cool. Yeah, yeah. I I got called the, the f word an unfathomable amount of no, times. If you liked it. anything, if you did something different, if you bought something new, uh, <laughs> if you decided to try and play an instrument, oh. if you liked a th- type of music that not everyone else liked, yeah. You were if you were, uh, if you were in middle school and you didn't have name brand clothing on. Oh my god! Yeah, you were forget about it. You were yeah, you were cabinet. You're cabinet. <laughs> you know, he was just on the prowl. But there was a lot of people out there that were like jerks. And you know, when you have a kid who's you know, th- dude, I'll tell you, I was like a chronic liar. Like I would, because one back in the day there was no Google, right? So you could <laughs> lie about it and get away with it. And I was fucking lying all the time, dude. I I was like a big time liar until like my twenties. When I remember my stepdad said, and he doesn't say a lot, but he says like, "Yeah, you can only trust half of what Matt says." And I was like, "I guess you're right." But either way, so big time liar. But that was making up for like low confidence issues, low self esteem, and like you know the attention seeking behavior. So you would lie to get attention, things like that. Right. Didn't make you very popular with a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that are very vocal about it. And there was several times, right, where like people would be vocal about, you know, this guy's a liar, this guy's whatever. And there's so many times. And I don't know if he knows I knew this, but Brian would stick up for me against those people, even if I wasn't there and like people were talking about me, he'd be like, nah, Matt's okay," Or, you know, no, I was there. Matt did do that. Because it does suck, like, when I would lie about stuff, it would be like, you, there was a chance it was true because there was some crazy <laughs> that was true. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So there was, like, some such like, oh, wow, well, he, this did happen. So this was true. Matt's but- uncle really was the Philly fanatic. <laughs> I was over his house and I saw his uncle with the costume. The Philly fanatic was the best man at my uncle's wedding, and that's a true story. <laughs> he lived in Lansdale. The yeah. original. He lived by Knapp Road, right? Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, because his, sure. his van would be in his driveway. We would drive around while doing extracurricular activities and drive past the Philly fanatic. That was a perfect 
extracurricular activity neighborhood too. To yeah, drive around. Yeah, very <laughs> in the cut. Big time. So, but either way, so I feel like at that age when being like a jerk and, and like picking on, you know, kids to make girls, you know, in front of girls to look cool was like the popular thing. It took a lot of courage and a lot of integrity to stand up for someone who was a known liar and, you know, kind of a dick. Right. Yeah, so you're, yeah. you're like family. You're like family to me, though, man. Hey, right back at you, brother. But I'm saying it takes a lot. But at that age, it just shows the kind of person like he there's no I'll tell you, it, you know, Brian was the coolest. He is the coolest. But back then it was like he, you know, he, he really didn't have to do anything to be the coolest. But back then. <laughs> right. It was like, you know, if you're if pop, popularity is such like especially in Catholic school, I think popularity is more of like a thing than in public school. For but sure. In Catholic school, popularity is such also a big thing. So much smaller, smaller, so, which yeah. makes it which makes well, it more so much more boring. intimate. Like, yeah. And yeah. you also you had those. Like for, you know, you had your elementary schools that were like a tight group and then you all moved together up. And sure. You went, you, yeah, you went to school with those kids for nine straight years. Forever. You know, whereas Versus, public, school, public schools, yeah. you'd have people intermixing. Yeah, yeah for sure. And it'd be no, just, yeah, the public schools would almost quadruple every year. Dude, think think right. about this. Me and Brian were in the same, in second grade, we were in the same class, third grade. Like there was three different classes in one grade, right? But you were with the same people. If you were in the same class with someone, you were with them for eight hours a day, yep. right? So me and Brian together, we're together for eight hours a day for second grade, third grade, fifth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. Right. Can you go back and look at that in the yearbooks. I haven't. No, but, <laughs> I, think but I, right. I, I just, I just remember, you know, like we were in, I could name the teachers too. Second grade, Mrs. McKenzie's class. Third grade, Miss Larson's class. Fifth grade, Miss Evers' class. (laughs) Seventh grade, Mrs. Slomiani's class. And eighth grade, Mrs. Weaver's class. You were absolutely right. And plus, your last name was L and M was M. So I sat right behind you. Right. So we were all (laughs) alphabetically, we were always next to each other. Correct. Right. So, but like I was saying, when popularity is like the thing, you know, to do, and you know it's easy to not stand up and and have integrity and you know have courage which is a lot of people didn't and a lot of people wouldn't especially at that age when being popular is probably the most thing you want to do it does take a lot of courage and integrity to do that so that's the kind of guy we're dealing with tonight i'm super excited to have him here always been a big fan of this guy love him to death really excited to get into his story so brian so happy to have you here but before we get started I would just like to ask, have you seen the movie Bohemian Rhapsody? And if yes, what do you think of that piece of movie? (laughs) (laughs) I have seen it and it is a piece of It's a piece of I agree. And you know what? I loved Queen. Love it. My first ever concert was, it was obviously Freddie Mercury had died and was the lead singer of uh, Bad Company. And they were playing in Miami. And I remember my buddy, Chad Mason. Yeah, yeah, is yeah. he a so, pilot? Yeah, he's a pilot. So he, so I flew to, I think I flew to Miami airport and he picked me up in like a single engine Cessna and flew me to like the Fort Lauderdale airport. We landed and went to the concert and we got back in the Cessna and he flew me back to like wherever his school was in Florida. <laughs> but yeah, so yes, and that movie did suck, by the way. Good, yeah, good. Oh, it, was, it was awful. <laughs> Dude, I remember one night it was, it was Halloween, right? It was, this is when it was, it was the Halloween the remember when the Phillies World Series parade was on Halloween? Yo, it I was forget? that night, right? And you, I was living in Maniunk on Ripka Street, yep. and you and Chad, and I think your buddy Nick were Nick, staying yeah. at because it was I was living with Tom and Billy at yep. the house, and you, Billy's Brian's brother, 
and Brian and his buddies were staying at our house for the night. And I remember, I, I don't know if you remember this, Brian, but I brought this, this chick home with me and she, you know, she was cool, you know, uh, yeah, she was cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like when we, like, I, like, I saw you, I was like, oh my God, Brian. like, you know, like losing it when I came in and I'm like, you know, I introduced you to all the guys. I was like, all right, we're going to go upstairs. So we went upstairs and I remember I told her, I was like, look, let's be as loud as possible to yeah. f- with the guys downstairs. I do remember Bro, this. We were like howling. Like, I was laughing so <laughs> hard. Right. And like, dude, like falling out of the bed laughing. She was all about it. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be so loud. And this will be so funny. You know? <laughs> Just like leg drop the floor. No, dude. Like, no, not like screaming. I was like, what? You know, like doing all start, this start stuff, snapping dude. towels, and she's like, <laughs> she's like yelling at the top of her lungs. I was like, this girl gets it, you know. Yeah. Whatever happened to her? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, they have three uh, kids yeah. together. She's a hairdresser, yeah. and uh, yeah. So, nah, she was cool. She was awesome. playing mariachi music. Yeah, she, dude, was uh, that parade not the best? Oh my <sighs> god, dude! It was like the first one, and like you just the relief in Philadelphia. I remember walking because. Oh. We walked from Center City all the way down to the stadium and saw, yeah. saw you know, Chase, you know, at least say the famous. You remember, you remember, dude, I remember that was my ringtone on my phone. It was him saying it was world, world. champions, world f-ing champions. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> you know, the it, was best. Like, it was the best and it still is the best. I think. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. <clears throat> But yeah, that, so. I mean, that parade was just awesome. Being on Halloween. Yeah. Man, I don't think, I think we walked, we might have walked 10, 12 miles that day. And I loved every second of it. Dude, I remember walking down Broad Street and I was at like Broad and Spruce. And I just looked over and I saw someone dressed as Green Man jump, jump off the top of a bus into a crowd of people because there was like a mini concert on top of a bus and green man just jumped whoever one of the million green men that were, <laughs> yeah. there's like a million yeah, right. green men out right it was dude fun the city was so starved for a championship so when they won it was uh, no. did, did you think it was better than the eagles won no there's nothing no. better no i i was i mean I don't, I think the relief was better as far as like because it had been it had been so long in between championships where it was like the release right. was better, you know like the championship release was better but it had only been nine years and you know that's still a long time but it had only been nine years between when the Phillies won it and the Birds won it but I we're, Bird, in, we're in Eagle City we're in exactly Eagle City. it's a football yeah. town yeah. it's a football town and that that they had been like. The city might have been starved for a championship, but the birds were really starved for a championship. So yeah, that was that was a huge, huge yeah. No, I the birds, the birds is way better. That night they won. Like we went straight down to Broad Street, and it was like the beginning of uh, Saving Private Ryan. Like I just that's like how it is in my memory. Like I just remember like walking and like carrying like beers in a backpack Dodging homeless like, people yeah. having beads <laughs> screaming crying yeah. there's, there's people just holding each other and yelling yep yeah, i mean that was the most the parade the eagles parade was the most money i ever made bartending in my life dude say uh i was gonna say the super bowl like so grams does a big Billy super Billy. bowl they do a big Super Bowl block pool party like for the Super Bowl and I would work it on Sundays and it was like a two people at the bar and we'd have some barbacks and stuff, but it's really just the two of us. And that Jesus. was, the mo- I made, you know, I made over a grand that night mm. and it was, it was, I mean, you worked, I mean, but 
It was, was the best because I was in such a good mood yeah, and everyone's winning. And Dude, yeah, I mean, I worked, so I was working down in Center City at Ladder 15, and that's like a block off Broad Street. So when my I'm the Eagles Parade was the most money I ever made. I made 2700 bucks that day. Yeah. I know. <laughs> the, when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, that was the second most. I made like 21 and then in a that, night, Justin. Yeah. In and a day, right? Not, was it well, all day? Well, the, no, the Eagles. Well, no, because the Super Bowl ended at 10. So, like, you know, Super Bowl started at 6. Yeah. And uh, like 10. And then, like, obviously, we no, went it's an all-day thing. From, right. But even from 10 to 2, like, the city went Well, what time nuts. did you get? You're not done until 4 in the morning. Yeah, you're, at least you, know. you walk out. You walk out sometime around there. I forget. I think I was – I mean, we – after, as soon as like we were done actually working, like that's when our like partings like started. Yeah. I, remember, I remember that whole week was just like one nonstop freaking party after. Yeah, because just party. waiting until the 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 parade was actually going to be announced and everything. It was like nothing will be get done until nothing, I, nothing. I yeah. parade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like like you said, everyone ran the Broad Street when they won, and so we were packed for the the NFC Championship game, and then we were empty, and we had like this new manager on. He's like. Oh, like we're gonna close up, like we're empty. I'm like, fuck no, we're closing up because like everyone's <laughs> gonna run out of beers and get freezing cold yeah. and they're gonna come back. So like we stayed open and all of a sudden it was like a Saturday night again, and we were like just rocking for like the next four hours. Like, yeah, oh my god, partied my ass off behind the oh. bar. Yeah, 10 to <laughs> 2, it was just chaos. Chaos. Like I don't know, yeah. I mean Dude, that on honestly, like I've had a kid and been married and whatever, but that might have been like the best listen to this month, right? Me and Tom, <laughs> me and Tom still had season tickets to the Eagles at this time when they won the Super Bowl. I I we stopped having season tickets in 2019, right? Because I had kid and married and all that stuff. Sure. So but so this is the month. Week one is the divisional round against the Falcons, mm-hmm. right? Great game. Should have lost we- that game. We we almost did. Great game, right? We end up winning after the Falcons game. Go to a Killers concert, and it was awesome. Brought that like such a good like, dude. That's one night. Same night after the game, right from the game to the Killers concert, right? And everyone was juiced off the big win because Atlanta was one of the toughest teams in the playoffs that year. For sure, they were like so good. And then we knew the next week we were playing the Frauds, Minnesota, and like they had gotten lucky. Oh yeah. Such a joke. They had gotten lucky with the whole the the catch against the Saints. Like yeah. I didn't want to play the Saints. So I was like, all right, let's play Minnesota. Right. So we beat the piss out of them. Everyone's them. got their dog mask on. Crushed them. Like ever. just sang the fight song a million times, right? Awesome. The next weekend, it's my birthday, but also it's the Royal Rumble in oh. Philadelphia. And we went to the Rumble, which was wild absolutely <laughs> wild ronda rousey debuts at the rumble Stop. it was nuts nuts right then the next week's the super bowl we win make a lot of money it was like, like i know. sometimes wonder how we survived that time Whoa. like your liver <laughs> I mean, like how did that's you... how i felt with this phillies run oh, God, just because how tight the series was like there was a because and they lined up with the one birds get like birds were sunday the Phil series ended up being Monday, Tuesday, off on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And like, you're drinking every night. Every, yeah. every night. And it's until so. like 10, 30. I mean, the games are not as long. So, like, that is good. But yeah. I love the five o'clock games that we had. I'm I'm at that age now where it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, yeah, right. It starts hitting double digits. You're like, oh my gosh, it's past my bedtime. Yeah, you're like, it's a let. Yeah. 
It's 11. Mac, it's <laughs> 3 a.m. I don't even know how that's possible. For I don't know. Dude, I, yeah. I went to bed at like 3.15 last night. I yeah. slept till uh tw- I slept till noon on Saturday. <laughs> I love that. Dude, yeah, that I was gonna tell you. I mean, dude, I, I, playoff baseball is stressful. Like I got all this gray in my beard now. Like every pitch, I'm like ripping my hair out. Yeah, I mean, that is yeah. What, is what, what a choke. Sense. What a choke job. I mean, but it's I mean, dude, I did did you know I I mean apparently nobody, but I didn't watch the World Series and I know no one else. Not watch no, one pitch. I didn't, didn't watch, watch one second. I can't was, see I can't imagine the ratings were very good. No. No, they were awful. It's the it's the lowest rated World Series of all time. Right. There you go. I learned that yeah. from the Working Perspective podcast on YouTube. and um, Episodes available oh, every Friday. New episode every Tuesday and Friday on all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspective <laughs> podcast. So, all right. Real quick, we've done a little bird walking, but I want to get into it. So, at the top of the show, I want to talk about this. Uh, Wait, we're going to do. Finish the, are you going to finish the questions from the beginning? I mean, if you would stop interrupting me, you fucking. Oh, is that what you're about to do? I'm sorry. God, damn. <laughs> White people, man. Golly. All right. So. Right now, Bri, we have what are called the disputed questions, where Justin and I, we're going to ask you some questions, and either you're going to agree with me and get them correct, or you're going to agree with Justin and be wrong. So the first question is, uh, what is the first question, Justin? What do you think is better, the Godfather Part Uh, 1 or the Godfather Part 2? Yeah, that's the first question. It's got to be one, right? Correct. It has to be. Yeah. I mean, it's just the first of just, it's just so authentic. And it was, it's, it's, it's no shame on part two. It's it's not, yeah, I'm not shitting on part two. And two is very, very good. It's it's, it's incredible. Right. Two's good. One's amazing. I mean, what death scene is better? Sonny's or Fredo's? (sighs) Tough, right? Pretty tough. Because it's two different sides of the spectrum. I'm going to have to go Fredo. Fredo's is a great one. I know. Especially, too, when when they're in Cuba and they're fleeing. He's like, you broke my heart, Fredo. You broke my heart. Oh, my God. That's Pacino. Is there a better like like series of movies than those? Oh, so I mean the third one's kind of like oh well, yeah, but still, it. but one and two are just so good. They're that... so good. They're so good. They're incredible. I mean, I mean, does Rocky touch it? It's tough. It's tough. Right? It's tough. It's tough for anything to touch it. You really. go Lord of the Rings, like you know, a lot of not a lot of people are in that, but I mean, those were just cinematic masterpieces. You know, yeah. that's the thing is like it has so many good characters. Clemenza, and Hick, oh, I love a good Clemenza. Hagen, dude, more time to dude. The one, the like All the, the yeah, so the many li- the one liners too, like Mo Green. You know, leave the gun, <laughs> get the cannolis. Yeah, oh yeah, no oh, Mo Green, love it. I'm so, okay. Roth. <laughs> All right. So next question is: When it comes to eating Cheetos, are you crunchy or are you puffed? Crunchy. Yeah, you're not all, a wimp. All day. You're not a wimp. That's why. Puff is like you're eating like air crackers. You know what? This was and they're up, messier and they're messier. The, yeah, this was brought up on a recent episode too. That if you're constructing a sandwich, you you cannot put puffed on a sandwich. No. Right. You can't. You can't. It, it just doesn't, doesn't work. It doesn't work. Right. The The whole reasoning for putting a chip or Cheeto on a sandwich is the texture. Right. Look, you need the crunch. You, know. Cheetos. you need the crunch. I, I put them on my sandwich for dinner, honestly. I swear to God. Yeah. Crunch, well, crunchies. You're, you're a smart so... guy. <laughs> so, okay. Then what about pancakes or waffles? Oh, well, I think the argument should be pancakes or French toast. The question probably. Whoa. That is a... That is Whoa, a that is a high fluting son of a gun right, right? there. And well, I'm, pancakes, waffles, or French toast. I'm telling you right now, it's got to be French toast because I make, I, dude, I make, or 
French toast or waffles because I make a garlic bread French toast for all my sleepover buddies in the morning. And <laughs> it usually accounts, it usually accounts for another date. <laughs> I have a story once. My my manager is at my bar in Philly. He's one of my really good friends. We went back to my house after work one day and he doesn't really um you know smoke a lot but we smoked some pot and like he was and he's like a fitness guy he like does you know he counts his calories eats like you know chicken and rice for every meal yeah. and and i'm like i'm like starving i'm like and i was just asking him out of like formality usually he's like no i can't eat that i'm like hey i'm gonna make some garlic bread french and he goes shh, 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 <laughs> i had never i had never seen someone smile and like as they were eating he was so happy he's like this is the best food i ever had because you know that guy he like, eats bland food drinks yeah. protein shakes yeah so we had garlic bread french toast and i was like that's how i get them the next day he must <laughs> have been in a carb coma after that Dude. oh my god <laughs> what wait so wait what go on explain this so you so you do the egg you put like the garlic and whatever in there in the what batter then what do you top the the French toast with? Still you with syrup. Still with syrup and butter. I'm telling you, but you got to use like thicker toast, but you make actual like, so you put garlic in the batter and then you put the French toast and you put syrup. It sounds, it is banging. I'm wow. telling you, you probably want to go out with me if I made you some. I'm telling you right now. I mean, I mean, just, you know, just you explaining it makes me want to go out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're going to talk like that, hello. Right. Uh, I'd be a, wait, I'd wait, be wait. a garlic so, bridge. Well, it's almost like, you know, the Texas toast gimmicks, right? Correct. Okay. So it's like a Texas toast gimmick with syrup and butter. Yep. Wow. So you now, get I don't the salty sweet. The egg wash. Now, I don't always have Texas toast at my house, but I make right. sure I always, you know, the girls, they settle for whatever. But Right, 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 right. right. A little Wonder Bread never hurt. You know <laughs> exactly. <what> I mean? <laughs> Damn. So, dude, I'll tell you, you know what was my move for the sleepover friends? A little one-eyed jack. Remember uh, the one-eyed jacks? Uh, where uh, you, take, you take a piece of bread. Oh, an egg inside of it? So you do, you butter both sides of the bread, right? Then you put the bread in the pan, you get a cup, and you you squeeze it into the bread to create a hole, right? Then you drop the egg into it, right? And you do like a, you know, you could do over easy or hard, you know, over hard, sunny side, whatever. You do it, you flip it until the egg is cooked. Give them a, you know, a little one eyed jack. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that tomorrow. You uh you eat the middle part? Ooh, yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. The middle yeah, part. The, you what I would do? French is, and butter. Well, I would do is because there's butter on both sides. What what I would typically is that you would take like you would cut the hole out. You'd put that in the pan as well to toast it a little bit. And then I wouldn't you I'd make the eggs runny so you could do a little dippy. You know what I mean? A little dippy egg action. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? This is what this is, you know, and I'll tell you, that was usually uh scored, you know, at least got a high five. You know I'll, throw I mean? a slice of, I'll throw a slice of cheese on that. You probably would, because you're an animal. You're an animal. <laughs> Love you're a, a decadent nice Philistine. Cheesy egg in the hole. Damn. What do we feel about ketchup on eggs, boys? Ketchup. Ketchup that's, on that's, eggs. That's I don't want it directly, illegal. but I'll I like to dip. I don't like I know people who like cover their scrambled eggs. I put I it on the touch. Side. I do a yeah. touch. To I me, that's like pineapple on pizza. It's really? like it's just an absolute uh, it's an absolute Love pineapple. I surprisingly, oh. don't hate it. Like I don't do I the fried egg. Love it. I'm a big the scrambled pizza egg. Guy. I don't know. I think it's just one of those things that's at least for me illegal. But I'm also I'm not a really huge ketchup guy. So right, I might, yeah, I might be, I might be, ketchup. I might be in the minority there. Right, you're one of the few of the proud the ketchups. All right. Yeah, like so. If I didn't have cheese for scrambled eggs as a kid, I was definitely going to use ketchup. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I would do both cheese and scrambled eggs. As well. <laughs> A little American love, cheese, love a cut you slice nah, up I'm like provolone. I'm a provolone guy. But like you know how you would get like the American cheese slices for your sandwiches, 
Like I would get some of that and slice some of that in there. I'm not gonna lie, you know. I like getting the, the Wait, cream white cream. American or yellow. Yeah, white the Cloverfield, right? You know, <laughs> whatever crap, it's called. Yeah, I like yeah. the cream cheese bagel with a cheesy egg and bacon. Ooh, that's not a bad move. Uh, okay, so let's keep it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all right. Let's go out for some breakfast. Uh, either way, so let's keep it moving. Then, uh, what about when it comes to a theme park? Are you an amusement park or a water park? I'm a roller coaster guy. I think the water park, you're wet all day. You're waiting in line. You're, Pee everywhere. You don't, have, you don't have your crap on you because it's in yeah. a locker. Like yeah. a, a roller co- I think an amusement, amusement park all day. But yeah. down the beach, though, like when you do like a, cause you know, like in Wildwood and Avalon. Yeah, they, they have, yeah well, in, in Wildwood, they have the bar right there. So you can like. Like we would go like on a day off from bartending, we would all go and we get like a party bus to take us to the water park and you just ha- get hammered, ride around a couple slides. They were never anything great, but that when you throw into the bar aspect of it, a water park is nice. But I'm gonna go amusement park all day long on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not a communist. So no. Then what about who do you like better, uh, Bill Murray or Chevy Chase? Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna probably because I'm such a golf fan, I'm probably gonna have to go Bill Murray. Yeah. Because yeah. Caddyshack, obviously, and you're an I mean, American. How could you not love? Well, Chevy that? Chase was in Caddyshack also. Oh, shit, he was. I'm still but, going, bro. bro. Yeah, I mean, no. What about Groundhog Day? Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. I forgot Day. Chevy Chase. Was. What about Bob? Yeah. You know, like, come on. It's Bill fucking Ghostbusters. It's Bill fucking Murray. Dude, he's the best. Apparently, he does this, too. I told this to someone else, or someone told me this the other day. So, he's a big-time Chicago Cubs guy, Bill Murray. So, he'll go to Wrigley, right? And he'll go into the bathrooms at Wrigley Field. And if you're taking a piss at the urinal, he'll walk up behind you and cover your eyes. Right. And then when you turn around, he'll say he'll be like, no one will ever believe you. And then just leave. (laughs) And then he sexually assaulted. I was like, this guy's the best. I don't know what to do. But yeah, that's Bill Murray. It's Bill Murray. You ever watched too his old SNL stuff? He was great. They said, um, uh, people were not complaining, but like there was this one bar down in I think Austin or something where Bill Murray would like show up to the bar and like just go behind the counter, start serving everybody. Like no matter what you would order, they'd be like, "Let me get a Budweiser." He would give you like a a tequila and lime or whatever. He makes this like one particular drink, and then like that that's it. it. But that's all. Yeah, it's funny that's when people all he would give out, and he wouldn't like charge anyone. So like while like he brought in a huge crowd, like he would just give away like I don't know. You know, the tequila supply. I don't know. Some, I'm sure some probably, bar in a, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he probably slipped like Atlanta or Austin. Yeah. yeah, some yeah. dude was complaining about it. I love when people ask me, like, oh, what's your favorite? Like, make me your favorite drink to make. I'm like, perfect. Here's a Coors Light bottle. Six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> $6, $6, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah, no, the worst. So, okay, we'll get, hold on, a couple more questions. I want to get in some bar stuff. So, uh, okay, next question, Xbox or PlayStation? Xbox. Very good. And then uh, last question, and this is the most important question I'll ever be asked. When it comes to eating wings, are you drums or are you flats? Drumsticks all day long. All day. All day. Guy, they're so much easier to eat. They're meatier. They're easier to eat. Yeah. I mean. Yep. You're it's, not it's, a douchebag like Justin. No, you get, because when you do that, you get shit all over your face. Yeah. And like, yeah, you, got, yeah, yeah. Uh, you get way more shit on your face eating a drumstick. You no, not. Way. You do not. You do not. No How way. dare you? you have to hold, uh, what do you got? Like put your tongue through the thing, <laughs> pull it apart, and no. go. Whoop, whoop. And then shit goes. Yeah, when you pull it apart, you things down. fly You're everywhere. You got to use two awesome. hands to do that. It's all over your schmutz. Bop, 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 bop. You got a beer in one hand, a wing in another. Big yeah. dumb barbarian apes. 
All right. So let's okay. keep it moving. So I want to talk about this right now. Uh, in the link of this description or in the description of this episode, there'll be a link to Antique Liquidation, which is Brian's business, Antique Liquidation LLC. So super excited to hear about this, Brian. Kind of give us a rundown. What are we doing with Antique Liquidation? Brian? Sure. So I, I've loved antiques. Um, my grandmother got me into it as a kid. She called it junking, but it was, you know, going to flea, mar- going to flea markets and you know, yard sales, yeah, yard sales, estate sales, and we would, you know, buy junk, whatever. But she was a collector, she liked antiques. So, as a side hustle, I always kind of like did that. I went to estate sales or flea markets and bought stuff and then flipped it on eBay. So, I always ran like a little bit of an eBay store, mainly focusing on antiques. Oh, wow. Um, just a couple years ago. When, during COVID or whatever, when a lot of businesses, bars, and stuff were closing, um, I started re- like I saw, you know, I was like, a lot of times they just hire a clean out crew to bring in a dumpster and they throw everything out. Yeah. And so I was like, I started then going to places like, hey, do you need help, you know, selling anything between eBay, Facebook Marketplace, let go. I mean, Poshmark, there's a million avenues that you can sell stuff. Um, so I started kind of then like focusing on businesses and bar, like bars that are closed. I would sell all the bar signs, you know, the neon bar signs, help them recoup some money. Yeah. Um, and then I, a kid I knew, I was bartending down the shore and a kid came up and he's like, yo, I hear you're like really into like, you know, selling stuff. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I, my company buys and flips houses. And so if you don't know, every September, the government auctions off all their foreclosed properties in the state of Pennsylvania, a whole month, September from Pittsburgh, all the way to Philadelphia. And so he goes around and he buys all these properties, sometimes like, you know, very cheap. And sometimes, you know, the person who passed away you know, had no, had no family members. So it's like they walked out the door, locked the door. And so sometimes, you know, the houses are packed. Sometimes the houses are hoarder houses or, yeah. you know, and, you know, it's sad because, you know, the person had no family they had no one to leave all their stuff to. Um, so now my buddy now gives me properties, my, he's now my partner and I go in and, you know, after he clears the houses, like buys them from the government through these auctions, I go in and then start pulling the furniture, the artwork off the wall, antiques, you know, little knickknacks, whatever. And then I know now I then go and recoup some of the money that he bought on that. And it's been great. Um, honestly, my first year of business, they always say, you're not going to make money. Like I'm going to make money this year. And so I focus mainly on houses and, pro- and but I can do anything. A lot of people, you know, they just don't know what their junk's worth. And so I do yeah. appraisers, appraisals for people. A lot mm. of people that, you know, they left, you know, I, I really starting to focus on like fine artwork and stuff like that. Cause I'm just like, that stuff is worth a lot of money. And people are like, yeah, you know, it's my, it's my grandmother's like, I have no idea. I'm like, well, you know, that I can give you like two grand for that painting right now. And people are like, what? And like, like, well, would you want to look in my attic? So I, I do a referral program where if someone gives me a property, they get 10% of all total sales. And that's how I've really started generating a lot of business. I have people that wow. just, they go around and they just look like go around and find, you know, Oh, my, my aunt's, you know, getting old and we don't know what to do with her stuff. So, you know, they call me and I go and I'm like, Oh, this is all anti, like, you know, World War II military stuff, which is obviously highly collectible. One thing I've noticed in the industry is there's a collector for everything. Yeah, like no matter what it is, there's a collector, someone will collect it. Like, you yeah. know, obviously like Walt Disney stuff and like, you know, you have your main stuff, but then like some people collect like the weirdest shit ever, yeah. <laughs> you know? And yeah, like but, Tiffany lamps, this one, right. I, I had this old lady I, I would visit for work and she was telling me how she had like uh, six of these lamps. And she's like, she's like, I'm not joking. This is over a half a million dollars worth of lamps right here. Yeah. Those real Tiffany ones, but people don't know what they are. Those are like those stained glass kind of lamps. Um, yeah. 
Uh, and you know, it's not the Tiffany, um, the jewelry company. It's a different Tiffany's. People don't know that. People always thought it was Tiffany, the jewelry company. I, that oh, made I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, no, it's actually another company named Tiffany's that made those kind of lamps. Damn. Um, and those, yeah, and I buy and sell those things all the time. People love them. Um, really? but yeah, it's a, what, it's a, what would you say? Uh, to, like, what would, like, if you were able to sell a Tiffany, could you give us an estimate of like kind of an average? So like a real Tiffany lamp or like, cause a lot of them like are like, they call them Tiffany styles lamp or like they're made in like China and stuff like that. A real Tiffany lamp can bring a couple thousand dollars for sure. Damn. Maybe, maybe it depends on the size and like how intricate it is, but I've seen yeah. some go at auction for like 10 grand. Damn. But those are like, those are like the, like the early ones that yeah. no cracks and you know, all stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, you'd you be so- lot, do you ever see any, like, I remember my mom had all these like Norman Rockwell mini statues. Do you see a lot of those too? Dude, I have, I got some right here. I'm selling. They're called Hummel statues. They're from Germany. And you would think like, oh, who's? I have like a camel right here. I'm selling a nativity set right now. Yeah. One camel is is, at, is on eBay for like two hundred and thirty two dollars right now. Damn! It's just it, the camel. Just the camel. The nativity set? Yeah. Hold on. Let me grab it. All right. What is so special about the camel? I mean, it's probably unique as a part of the nativity set, right? This is, camel. <laughs> it's two hundred two hundred thirty two dollars. And like Damn. the auction, the auction ends. I think at like nine thirty. You know what I mean? Like if you walked past that in the goodwill, you, you know what I mean? Me or you, Matt? I'd be like, I wouldn't even give like, you a quarter for that thing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, what? What am I going to do with it? I'm going to break it by the time I get there's it to a, my car. And there's yeah. a good market for that camel. You would have no. You have no idea. Like <laughs> wow. I put them on, and someone's like, like so I always crazy. start my auctions at like ten bucks, and because I always know they're going to go higher. But someone's like, I'll give you one hundred and fifty dollars for that right now, and I was like, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I was going to take it, but I'm glad I held out because. How 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 much did you can you add, can we can can you say how much you bought it for? I I pulled it out of a property for free. I didn't even pay for it. So you're making a two hundred and thirty fifty dollar profit, whatever. On on one item, I have the whole nativity set. I have like the three wise men, another camel. Wow. The, the whole nativity set is going to probably sell for like two grand, dude. So do you just have like, like do you have like things that up. you're like you go to a property. You pull some stuff and you're just like in your mind, you're like cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Yeah. See, so my partner, he's the one that buys the houses. So he goes in first and he like, he's looking for like safes. Yeah. Like, and he, but he doesn't like, like to get dirty. Like some of these houses are pretty dirty and like, he doesn't have like the same eye for him. So he'll always be like, Hey, go check out this property in Delco. He's like, there's not much in it. And I'll go there and I'll be like, like you said, cha-ching, 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 yeah, cha-ching. Yeah, yeah. Cause stuff to him that's like, he's like, it's just junk. I'm like, dude, this is like a Hummel nativity set. Do you know, do you ever go to, do you do like antiques roadshow or anything like that? No, I, there's an I auction house. In, show. Yeah. It's my favorite show on television. Cause you would be so fun. Well, for me, it's like, I, it's like, it's learning. It's learning my business. You yeah. know, so I'm like, I better yeah. keep my eye out for. Is it not the best though? Like when you see like some old bitch with like something she <laughs> thinks is like, this is this is a queen victoria whatever like, and like it ends fake, up to be dog fake. shit oh my god <laughs> this is vietnam best? in 1979 yeah, to yeah. Tell you that. that's the kinda, best it's kind of brutal though because they're like hey we want to put you on tv so these people are like yes my item's definitely worth money because yeah. they're like singling yeah. me out and they're like we just want to show everyone how fake this like chinese phase yeah. is so, yeah yeah now they don't tell them yeah and they I sign an a, affidavit and have to release all of them. Right. <laughs> I grew so. up in an old house. So, like, now even, like, the windows now, like, people want the glass. Um, I grew up, up in such really? an old house. The house I grew up in North Wales had ivory doorknobs. And oh. I remember when I was a kid, a, a dude stopped by the house one day, talked to my mom, and my mom was like, hey, everybody, uh, take your doorknob off. And <laughs> put them in this pillow sack. 
<laughs> you know, you can't, you, you can't sell that online. You can't sell ivory. Yeah, this online. was like, oh, ivory is illegal. This right? was like 1993. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, dude, that, those those things are are really expensive. So what they what a uh, something like that is a uh, it's called a scrimshaw. And it's a whale's tooth. And back in the day, people would like um, like engrave them. And I don't think you can sell those online, but you can take them to auction. And some of those realize like two, three thousand dollars. Like you'd be shocked Dude. how much some of this stuff goes for. Bri, you are probably like the king of trivia. If you know like that I, stuff. I know a ton of old stuff. Like when this whole like uh tell us about like do you think about like the uh italian empire or like whatever like the i'm like how often so do you much. think about the roman Dude, empire yeah i'm I like i know that. so much about it. i'm reading a book and like i was like i was first i was like why is everyone talking about this like i didn't understand i'm like yeah the, I'm like i can't believe everyone's talking about the roman empire and then someone's like no you're part of like the joke that you actually know about the Roman Empire. I <laughs> yeah, dude, I love that I, stuff. I'm a big history guy. Do you? I mean, you have. There's a probably a massive market for Civil War memorabilia. Uh, war that's stuff. Was, World War Two, <clears throat> World War One, and anything like that. That's is, what I was going to ask. What's the time period era that like? So World War Two is like. There's military collectors everywhere. Yeah. Um, that's probably the stuff that and like now yeah, like, like vintage vintage advertising like old signs and stuff oh, like that. Oh yeah, that's all. And I can like see that. it's on like you'd be sh- like these prices are just skyrocketing because like people like to hang up in their man caves, yeah. and yeah. garage or something yeah. like that. I had a guy who had a old uh, it, I mean oh, it's not even that old. It was like the um the Exxon Mobil sign, oh, like, you know, like the horse. Stuff. With the wings, Peg- like, it's it called like the, a, Pegasus, the Pegasus. The Pegasus. It was like a nineteen eighties, early nineties. Like it's not. Fuck this is nineteen fifty. But that, Dude, yeah, wild. that sign sold for. He sold it for I don't know, a couple grand. Yeah, it's it's and, the gas and oil stuff is probably the most popular. Of it it's all. a cool logo, but it's really? not even in regards uh, yeah. to. It's not that old, you know. I was alive when that sign came sure. out. Yeah, it's just, know? but it's time period is like, you know, that was like, and it's all about condition. You know, the better, yeah. better the condition, the more, you know, yeah. a lot of these signs were hung outside for years and years. Um, yeah. But you'd be like, you could sell. I sold a sign once. It had literally twenty-two shells and like through bullet holes through it, and it was, uh, it was like an Exxon Mobil sign. Yeah, and I, I sold it for like twelve hundred bucks. And yeah, the guy was I was like, it was like dirty, scraped up, and the guy was like, Oh gosh, it's such a rare sign. He's like, if, Honestly, it, if it didn't have bullet holes, he's like, it would be like a four thousand dollar sign. I'm like, Damn. I know. And you pulled that from a house? Uh no, I bought that one at a flea market. I think I gave the guy like two hundred bucks and I sold and it. And you for made so you made a thousand dollars on it. Yeah. yeah. Now Dude. stuff I pull out of my the properties I get from my partner, him and I do split. Right. Because it's technically his house. So. I just do but I, you know, what really changes. I used to have to go and put up my own capital, yeah. um, to buy something and then hope for that I could sell it for more. Now it's just like my time and hard-earned work to go through these yeah. houses, dig around. It's kind of like a treasure hunt, honestly. Are you and like antique? Like you're doing? Like you have a, an actual like real love for antiquing as well, right? Correct, correct. Like so, it's like you kind of even before this, you were kind of into doing that. Always so did. It. Yeah. Yep. So now you're kind of really finding something that you like doing and you're making a lot of money. Honestly, man, you are going to be super successful at this because we found on this show that the most successful people do the shit they love and they have a passion for it and they work hard at it. it and that's when they get really it, good. At, it's, it's it's actually really like some of the best advice I could ever give people is like, if you're stuck in a job or like you hate what you're doing or this and that, you're just literally working like, you're, you're wasting your life away if you really follow your passion yeah. i know it's like so cliche like oh you love what you do you never work a day in your life that couldn't be any more true, true. like today was the first day 
since I started my company that I felt actual stress, like, cause I don't have any employees. And so, you know, properties are pa- like p- piling up. I got to go out to Pittsburgh to do like five. And today was like the first day I was like, like actually stressed. But even that stress is like, it's, it doesn't compare to the stress of doing a job that you hate of that. You're not yeah. passionate about. Like it's yeah. good stress. Like it, it it's like, I was yeah. like, I had to stop and think about like, I can't believe like this little company I started, like I'm stressed about it. Like yeah. in a good way. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's the I, best, it's the best advice I could literally ever give somebody. I could, couldn't agree more. Honestly, man, people too, like they don't know the freedom of like, like the real freedom of thought in a way where it's like, if you really bet, like no one's really willing to bet on themselves. Like, right. So like betting on yourself and going out and like doing something that is kind of unconventional, but like, it's you're trying it you know what i mean and you're learning as you're growing and even if it's like honestly like and you can be creative with it and find different ways to make it work and all these kind of things like people don't realize the freedom that that gets and it really does open your eyes to how mundane the task you're doing now if you're not if it's not something that you're really interested in and really about then it's it's like it's tough you know it's tough to to look at and do i've always i've always seen it's just like i kind of like once I got out and like got into bartending, because I was passionate about bartending. I still am. Yeah. Like it was something that I enjoyed doing. Like you throw the party, you're in control. Yeah. And like I I followed that passion to like pretty much as high as I could go. And now I'm like, you know, with this with my company, um, I, I'm literally I learn something about myself every day because I have no freaking idea what I'm doing. I've never ran a business before. I don't know yeah. about expense accounts. Like, I mean, I like I've had one as a salesman, but like I've never like had my own and like so i'm learning on the fly but i literally i haven't been happier in my entire life dude you cannot put a price on that man i'll tell you like go ahead justin i was gonna say we and my one buddy always made jokes about how we wanted to do american pickers no that was kind of like those ford little the little you know transit it's a ford transit Ford transit yeah that's exactly it they have nissan ones too they're cheap Get one of those and just drive around Lancaster and go through people's barns. It's it's unbelievable. And that was like kind of, I think that show coming out kind of like re-sparked my interest in the whole thing. Like I, you know, I kind of got away from it a little bit. I was always been like a collector myself, but like that kind of really was like, oh yeah, I forgot how much I loved getting up at ass crack of dawn on Saturday and going to a flea market or going to a yard sale. And like like, weird stuff. Yeah. It's, 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 and like I said, there's a collector for everything. So like I've learned, I've, you know, I've lost money on items I bought. I've made a ton of money. Mm -hmm. Um, I tell you what's, what's, what's really hot right now is comic books and like the grading stuff. You've seen people send cards to get graded in comic yeah, books yeah. i am making a killing selling comic books right now like you send them away they get you know the only thing that sucks is it takes nine months to get your and you gotta your buy back. the membership yeah that's what i the have baseball yeah. so that's the difference too so comic books is a flat rate you buy a membership you can send a certain amount of books in they'll grade them for you baseball cards do it where i think it's a percentage of the value value of the, of the card. card right yeah so if you send in wow. a five million dollar card they're gonna, gonna charge. I don't know what they charge. Yeah, I don't. I think it's if like you send in a fifty dollar card versus a five hundred dollar card. It's gonna cost you a different amount to have it graded. Yeah, so I'm. Where that's like I just don't have the just comic books. Just flat. You buy a membership, and I think what? CGI and some of the other ones. It's just like, you can do like a hundred books a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like a, that's that's not bad. So 
I mean, I, who does the it, shipping for all this? So I think when you, you have sign to insure up, your packages, obviously, yeah, they send you like a shipping kit, maybe or something oh, like that. Okay, I think that's who how does the shipping works. for all your like eBay stuff, bro. I do, do, that? I do. Okay, I so, so you go to UPS all the time, or no, nah, the post office. Luckily, like with laser print, uh, laser jet printers, like I just have like a pretty much a shipping station where I literally have to weigh the box, weigh the package. First, you got to wrap like. And that was the thing. Like I tried to outsource my shipping on eBay to, you know, like a stay at home mom trying to give her like, Hey, I'm going to bring you over a box of antiques. Like when they sell, here's the thing, here's how to print the label. And then like, I started getting a ton of returns because she like was, things were breaking. Cause I swear uh, when the post office gets your box, it says fragile. They, they just, just fuck they, pun, they punt yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. punt it. So I'm like, look, you have this much bubble wrap, just wrap it up. As, so I had to take that back, which sucks, but it is actually, it's probably the least favorite part. Cause I'm not like a sit at the computer guy and sit yeah. there and, you yeah. know, I, I call it arts and crafts. I'm like, I'm playing, I, I do it. The first thing I do, I wake up every morning and I sh- box the items that i sold the night before on my ebay store dude so you like legit like you could be like you know hanging out having a drink whatever you're putting this up for auction putting this up for auction i'm working i'm working yeah and you're just hanging out and you can do it on your phone too yep so like if you wanted to you could go to the bar and pop up up and you could go to this and do whatever and go on a trip like you can work from wherever whenever like technically like you're gonna go to pittsburgh you said like say if you took a train or some i mean you're gonna drive right you could do it like you know you shouldn't be on your phone while you're driving but like (laughs) hypothetically you could do all that stuff right we don't condone that on this show but (laughs) legit i watched 1883 on my ride home from work today movie oh dude 1883 is so fucking good dude so good so all right either way so like we said if you're someone that is interested in antiquing or interested in acquiring antiques or has some antiques you would like to sell or even like maybe get appraised like we said we'll have brian's information to contact for antique liquidation in the description of this episode honestly man he is red hot and cooking with this so Everyone jump on this because it's like, you know, you, you there's so many people that have junk lying around or you moved into a house and this was there and you have no idea what you're sitting on and you could be sitting on gold. And also like, you know, we have so much dumb shit from our parents that whatever, you know what I mean? So I love too that like you said, like you talked about you and your grandma used to do this. And I remember, dude, your grandma was legit the biggest Eagles fan of all time. Right? Biggest Eagles fan that's a, that I've ever met. She was like, the, like yeah, like. Legit, like the the most biggest Eagles fan of all time. Yeah, she correct, was awesome. Correct. When she when when the Eagles when that pass dropped from Tom Brady, I broke out in the tears. And just because I just the only thing I thought of was just her. I was I was like, of course I was excited, but she just came right into my mind. That was like the yeah. first thing I I thought about was my was my nan yeah oh man that's tough but it's hey, awesome man. no but it's yeah. awesome i think yeah. it, i knew how i was just i was a happy it was happy tears like i wasn't it was sad. her that swatted that ball you no know, that's what I, the memory came. of her yeah fuck out of here tom yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was a dude if i remember correctly she was a, a no bullshit lady as well now she was tell it how it is um yeah. and it's funny because she would come to our games as kids you know what she, you know my grandma loved she loved tough defense yeah she always cheered for the defense yeah, like, like, i could see just, that she was just She's a, a rag. big fan of ben Eric and yeah, reggie yeah. white and Jerome, yeah like seth joiner yeah, yeah. Like, she just loved the tough defense like yeah, and I and that's what she that. would and she would always just yell defense lc defense like yeah like just put you know she she wouldn't care if we won four to three she wanted to see like a one nothing game like, yeah no goal <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna lie, I do kind of love that. Like I coached my daughter's soccer team this year, just to uh, let 
you know, we were finished. And, you know, we started off as the worst team ever, and then we came up and we were the best team. So (laughs) no big deal. Um, But yeah, no, we, you know, we were the, we were the lime green team. We knocked off everybody. We were great. But either way, and we don't we keep start- score in this league, man. Oh, I kept fucking oh, score, I and I kept, kept I kept score, I and I kept like going a record. To my godson's like first sock. I mean, he was really young, and I remember showing up like, "What score is like?" Actually, they don't keep score. And I looked at my buddy like it's because he wasn't the coach, and it, you know his kids playing. And I was like, "He's like it's six three. We're <laughs> dude. I remember the the first game of the year we lost eighteen to two. Right. And it was like these girls were like decimated. And I wasn't like the head coach at the time. I was just like a helping parent. And I was like, we're fucking I'm done with this. Like we are taking over. And like the the head coach, she was awesome. Right. But I was like, I think we kind of just need a change in attitude. You know, so like I changed our cheer. Our cheer went from go lime green to the who let the dogs out. chant, Which fucking brought the house. Yeah, got him going. Right. And then I was like, look, we need to work on some things. One, you need to get the fucking ball away from our goal. Right. So we worked on clearing the ball. Right. And we I was like, also, you need to learn how to turn around because they'll run after the ball instead of turning around. They'll just kick it. And I'm like, no, wrong way. So I was like, we got to learn turning. But I had this one girl. Her name was Cam. And I fucking love this girl where she was like a defensive dynamo. Like, I didn't tell her to do this, but she was she was like really good at like reading the direction of the ball. And like if a ball got loose, like she was great at like getting it and clearing it and like kicking it back to like the, the players ahead. You know, and it was like for that league where it's like all they do is chase the ball around. Like she was really advanced, but also she was tough as fucking nails. Like I would be like, there's one time I was like, go get him, Cam. And she started growling and like running after him. (laughs) And like this one girl tried to push her away and she grabbed her by the T-shirt and like grabbed her sleeve or T-shirt and like yanked her down. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was like, I was like, hey, we can't do this, but that was a great job. My dad and I coached like a U6 team one time. They just needed coaches. And we were like, we're undefeated. And we were playing like the other undefeated team. And we had this kid. It was actually, you remember the Di Donato family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it, was Mark like their, and, yeah. it was their youngest brother. And he was like the best player in the league. He would, you know, because everyone's bum, bunched up. He would stand on the outside. As soon as the ball got, he would get the score. And he'd yeah. run back like this. And, yeah. and I remember like, we were using like a nail biter, like 6-4 game. And he's yeah. like, hey coach, can I come out? And my dad's like, uh no like stay in like we need you to stay in this kid's like he's like hyperventilating can't breathe like nick you gotta stay in buddy or whatever yeah i forget his name (laughs) yeah yeah and we always kept score dude always dude i had the same thing i had a girl like one we one we had the two smallest girls in the league on our team right one of them was my daughter right they were the two youngest and the two smallest were on my team right but then we also had like we were like the bad news bears in a way because like we had a bunch of good players but we also had the fucking kelly leak of the league. You know what I mean? Like we have fucking Kelly yeah. League our team, which when she's when she came in, her name was Callie. And when she came in, she fucking wrecked house. You yep. know what I mean? Like there she was so good, like we would have to sit her because, like, you know, you don't want to run it up too bad. But when you're up by eight, you're like, All right, we're pretty comfortable. That was me you know? back in the day. My dad used to not let me cross half halfway. Like we were winning by a lot as a kid. He's like, So you just started scoring from halfway. He's like, You just start kicking the ball dude. from midfield and <laughs> dude. No, the, I'll tell you this. Justin, Brian here, and we'll get into it. An incredible, incredible athlete and soccer player. But I will say this. Not a lot of people can can hold this. I played. So when you go to Catholic school, soccer is like the name of the game, right? Like soccer is a big time sport in Catholic school because they didn't have football when we were there. They didn't have football. And like every like 
they only have football at a couple schools. Every school had soccer, right? Well, plus and everyone, every kid plays soccer growing up. So he's kind of like still into it a little bit. Yeah. Everyone played soccer and it was a co-ed league too. And I, I'll tell you this. I never lost a St. Stan soccer nope. game. You know, we, never, never, we, we lost one game, Matt. So you were on my, were you on the team fourth, fifth, sixth, and I mean, Fifth, never, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. I didn't play eighth grade. That's why. Okay, so we lost one game those three years. So we never lost a game in St. Sand soccer. Yeah, not one. Yeah. And seventh grade was that the pinnacle of your? Yeah, we won. Career? We won the art. Uh, it was. It was up. We won the archdiocese. No, I mean not. I mean not my career because we would end up like winning state championships in other sports. But for soccer, that was the tops because yeah, when we uh yeah when we won the archdiocese. Dude, that was the big. I'll tell you this, Justin. I didn't have a lot to do with it, but it was like it was a lot of fun riding some coattails. Let me tell you, baby. T- you know who's the best? The girls on our team, dude, were, were the best. They were, I, because at that age, girls, you know, so, mature so more than us. So they, dude, I didn't even play center be mid taller. because Samantha, yeah, Samantha Watson. Watson was mid. so good, and dude, the girls on our team were awesome. awesome. They were like. Some of the best players in the in the art league. We won the archdiocese, so that's every Catholic school in, in Philadelphia. Yeah, which is dude. There's a ton, so it's ton. a big thing, and it's like it's very rare to win the archdiocese, right? Yeah. We were the first sport in the history of our school that had ever won the archdiocese, right? We, we, we were in Sports Illustrated. You remember that? Yeah, Father yeah. Flanagan. Yeah, got us in, yeah. We're me and Brian seventh, were in seventh, seventh grade. Grades. Yeah, yep. but it was so. The way that it was brought up, it was broken up is there was a fifth and sixth grade team, which me and Brian were on, which never lost, smoked everybody. Your yeah. dad was the coach. And then the seventh and eighth grade team, which I was on the I didn't play eighth grade because I was I had done I did football, but me and Brian were on the seventh grade team together. And that was another one where we dude, like I I was like they had the rule where the you know every kid's gotta play a little bit each game. So like my I was in for like a minute before the half every game right <laughs> and like dude the whole time i'm in there i was like just don't make a mistake just don't make a mistake like that's all i was thinking and like if i got the ball i was like where's bro <laughs> i just like kick it to him and be like oh, we're good. let's go you know that was, that was a really fun run like yeah. that team was really fun to play on yeah one of my most fun like because we no one thought we were gonna win i don't even know if we thought we were gonna win we knew we were good but like didn't know like we were that good like because like I remember like a lot of kids on the other team, like, oh, they got girls on the team and blah blah blah. Yeah. And, like dude, all of a sudden the, girl... the girls would shut. Remember, remember Megan McKenna at Sweeper? Oh, dude, Megan McKenna and Ashley Castle yeah. when they're like smoking you. Meg- Ashley dude. Castle's the coach of LC right now. LC is girls. she really? Yeah, dude. I dude, she was awesome. Awesome. So so good. And like too, like speed's a big thing. So like they were some of the fastest. Brian, I think you were the fastest, right? <laughs> And then, but like, dude, also, what what is your buddy Jesse? Right, Jesse Mealy played up top. Brian Dahl Brian played, Dahl. The other, played the other. Brian Dahl, Dahl yeah. was quick. Dahl was really. He good. He was a good soccer player. He was a good soccer player back dude. in the day. And Jeremy Durkin, J- dude, Durkin was another one. He might have he been was, the fastest guy. He was pretty fast. Yeah. And then like, and then Greg Moyer was the goalie. goalie. And then yeah. it was Samantha Watson, Megan McKenna. Ashley Castle. There's another girl I'm forgetting. Megan McFadden. Or Meg McCabe. McCabe. Maybe McCabe. McFadden. Maybe you might. Maybe you might McFadden. be right. McFadden. Our whole defense was girls. Yeah, and they were killer, dude. <laughs> like we won. I think we won the championship game. Won nothing. You know, like, and it's because the girls are like just murderers. Yeah. I think. I think Brian Dolph scored. Yeah, dude. It was, dude. 
Soccer was wild. I remember the semifinals. I think we won two to one, and it was Paul Cook scored scored the goal. Actually, but it was like yeah. I saw him not. I saw him not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I can't. <clears throat> I, he came into Grams a couple of years ago. I think I saw him. But yeah, He's dude. Bri- Brian was the, like incredible. I will. I want to hear it too because you played even as an adult. So, mm-hmm. but you. So I never lost St. Sands game. Who did you guys lose to? We lost to Corpus Christi, the semifinals, uh, my senior, my senior uh, year. It was like semifinals the of the Archdiocese. Uh, no, of actual CYO, of like our little league. And okay. So we didn't play in the championship, and that was the only game I lost from like fifth grade to eighth. Grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I remember, yeah, because we didn't lose. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, man. If I would have been on the team, you know, probably needed you. Right. Yeah, well. we, we need we needed someone to throw me water when I got tired. Yeah. <laughs> I was a pro at that. Let me tell you, it's pretty good. Uh, but no, so but either way, so but Brian then would go and play for high school. Did you played varsity as a freshman, right? Yep. I, so I have the most goals in school history. So, but before your brother Bill had it before, and then you broke his record, right? Back my senior year, he was actually at the game. I broke it. Oh he, man, he was because he was at the Penn State, and him and his frat brothers. What is it called? Like canning when they come home and like try and get money where they raise money for their thon. But him and his frat brothers came home and he was actually at that game when I scored. I scored on a free kick, free kick to pass his record. How many no. how many goals did you score? Sixty two. He had fifty. He had, he had fifty five. Nice. Yeah. Damn. Sixty. Yeah. So, dude, how many games did you guys play a year? Twenty. Yeah. Something like so that, you'd play right. twenty games a year. Right. So so for four Three years, points. so you're looking at 82 game, 80, maybe 88 games. Right. Around right. There, yeah. So like we'll say 90 games and you had 62 goals in 90 games. That's yeah. fucking wild, dude. Like yeah. if you think about that, that's pretty fucking dominant. It, it would be and, pretty good in like a league now, like an MLS or something. Like, oh, like it's almost averaging like what? Point eight goals a game. Something like dude, that. Yeah. Dude, no, dude. Yeah. That's and, dude. Insane. You want to know the funny part is like I almost didn't even try in high school because my club team was like where really where I focused on. That's how yeah. I got like into college. Yeah. I like would you know it was to co- high school. Like you played was more, for school for yeah, because it was school because but. it was fun and like my senior year like sh- like Sean played my younger brother quit the golf team because he wanted to play with me so he played that was my, our worst team was my senior year yeah um, we were pretty bad but when you I, got when you were a freshman you guys were good right so freshman sophomore you were great we lost in the semis of states my sophomore year oh, um, wow. but yeah so i started as a freshman uh up top with my brother it was me and bill uh, as the two forwards and i'm Man. telling you right now my brother was a better goal scorer than i was bill he's a little sniper that guy dude i'm telling you right now he sniper. he he wasn't like the obviously the fastest he wasn't like the best at soccer that dude he was the best with the goal behind him. He would get the ball turn and he just, his shots, like you said, were a sniper always in the corner. That yeah. dude could find the corners. My brother was definitely, I was a better soccer player than him, but he was a better forward than I was. He's a that. dude. He's an ultra competitor too. Ultra. That's how I got good because playing against him one-on-one, like I didn't want to lose. I didn't want to lose also in the backyard. I got sick dude, of losing. Remember playing world cup. Remember yeah. playing world cup with him and Tom? Was that not the fucking worst thing ever? Like the way doing anything, doing anything with those two was the worst. Oh, they're the worst, bro. <laughs> talk about like, dude. People talk about like being bullied. I was like, dude, the biggest bullies I ever had were those two fuckers. You know what I mean? Like they were the worst, absolute worst. You don't know what a pink belly is. Oh my god, dude, the worst. Those guys. I but, dude, you, 
I couldn't, I couldn't even tell you how many times they, they just, I really wanted to kill both of them because of how oh. much they either made fun of us, beat us oh. up. <laughs> Dude, the amount of beatings. Oh, it's. In, in- well, Justin's got older brothers. Yeah, but they're like gay. What are you going to do? No, I'm not What's, kidding. No, it, 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 no, they're not. They're awesome. Older brother. Yeah, Fun no, day. they were great. Yeah, you guys are great. No, they're awesome. They're badass. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah, I'm not maybe. But either way, so. So, okay, so you play, but your club team was a big, like, dude, you guys went to Europe and won a tournament, right? Yeah, like, uh, no, that was Bill's team. Bill's team went okay. to Europe and won. But we went to, I went and trained with FC Barcelona, like my whole team did. Whoa. Yeah, this is like, like really when, before they started like taking youth teams over, we were like one of the first teams. We won the region. Which what like team our, our is region. this that you were on? FC, was- Del- FC Delco, still around okay. today. Um, okay. And it was like the best high school players from all the area high schools. Like we had kids from like CBE, CB West. Remember Mark okay. Totten? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's, he almost went on to become a pro. Um, oh, really? And, yeah. So we won the region, and then we went. They took us to at Barcelona. And we played. I played against Messi. I played against Fabregas, Pedro, all those guys because what? we went. We went over there. And they're like, oh, we were we were 15 years old, and they're like, we're gonna put you up against our uh, our youth 14s because like they think that we're dumb Americans, we don't know how to play soccer. Right. And we went and played them, and we we lost one nothing. And like kids were asking for our autographs, like you guys are just, like good, like American can play soccer. So like, all right, well in two days you're gonna play our 15s. Yeah. Um, and so we went and played the 15s, and that's what had Messi. And we I don't even think we touched the ball. We lost like seven nothing really and we were the best team. we were the best youth team in our age group in america and we went there but those kids just live and breathe soccer they right. they were a, the they were at a legit an academy for soccer correct and we went over with there the best soccer our, players in the world yeah we got our we got our asses kicked like, right justifiably so right so I I've, mean, been, I've been a messy fan ever since for sure but dude if they if they <clears> didn't crush you guys like then they suck you know what I, I mean? Like, completely agree. But it was funny they put us against their younger team first. But yeah, yeah like if yeah, if they didn't beat us, and I was like, what am I doing sitting here? Like I should I should be a pro soccer player too. Right. Like if they didn't beat you guys, then they would have you, you know like or like I mean the one nothing against the fourteens was probably the test. Like if they would have beat you five nothing, then like then we wouldn't have even played their fifteens. They wouldn't have even risked their fifteens getting hurt to play us. Yeah, it would have gotten yeah. killed. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, we're not gonna waste our uh... no. And <laughs> exactly, and it was I had never felt more inferior ever in my life than when we played the fifteens. We were I was a cone. Those guys, mm-hmm. they I got megged like fifteen times. We, yeah. like, I don't think we would touch the ball and then all of a sudden they would have the ball back in like 15, like in like 15 seconds, all of a sudden we're like, they would just pass it around and score. So and like, just- dude, when you're at that level, you guys are at, you're the best team, your best team for your age group in America, right? Mm-hmm. Like you guys are good. Like, there's no question about it. You guys can play the game. Then like, there's gotta be thoughts in your mind. Like, man, I could go to school and play this or, you know, maybe one day play pro whatever, but, or Olympic, you know, maybe there's thoughts of Olympic level, something like that. Right. Then you go to Barcelona and you play these guys in your mind. Are you just like, this is like, what are we even doing here? Uh, yeah. A little bit. It was more of like it was it was a good reality check. It was like because like we always we knew that they were going to be head and shoulders better than us. But it, like the MLS was just kind of getting started back in this time. Like the MLS players were making like twenty three thousand dollars. Yeah. A yeah. Year. Freddie like Adu was the yeah. was the new American hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It was just, it was a nice reality check. When we came home, like people were like, yeah, how'd it go? And I was just like, like the U S will never win a world cup. Like, <laughs> I remember like, we're not even close. 
we won't even get like they're just it's just a different like they live and breathe it from the second they like wake up yeah those kids those kids are like those kids get contracts right now at like nine ten years old yeah oh yeah you know they're like oh we want to get them in our academy and it's just like, dude that's how how insane is that that like to like you don't want to go to like a private school or anything you want to go to the arsenal academy yeah, you know I what know. i mean like that they have like you go there like your your main focus is soccer Oh, no. And they've had that for years. Like Beckham was at the Man U Academy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how nuts is that? So, like, you know, they have Union Academy. The Philadelphia Union have an academy. So, like, yeah. th- they have young kids. So, we would have been the academy team because we were handpicked from like the area. Ooh, so I we would have been. So before, like, you know, the MLS, like I said, just getting started, they didn't have academy teams. We would have been on the Union. We would have been the Union Academy team because we were handpicked. From Eastern Pennsylvania to be what's on the, the youngest, FC Delco. What's the youngest academy team that you nine nine? Okay, nine, you nine, in America you can be on an academy team at nine. Mm-hmm. Whoa! My, my 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 former teammates are the coaches for those teams. Whoa, dude, that's wild. So okay, so you you're so your club team in high school is like like you're getting that's where nat- all the college that's where all the college yeah we were playing we we're were getting playing national, national recognition yeah, yeah. correct. correct. Okay, and you're that's where you're getting your looks for college and everything, right? Okay, and then would you play in college? Yeah, I played at Pittsburgh for two years. I got a, I got a okay. scholarship to Pittsburgh for two years. Uh, I didn't love the school of Pittsburgh. Like it's yeah. rainy, it's cold. Like yeah, you're people a fun, aren't you're not a Yinzer. No, yeah. I'm not a Yinzer. Um, you don't like eating pierogies five no. times a day. <laughs> My the reason why I left was headbutting with the coach. The coach was like a 30 year old coach, okay. and like we had good team. Like we had good players. Like five kids from my Delco team went to Pitt. We're like, oh. we're gonna we're gonna turn Pitt like we're in the Big East end. Like, yeah. So we were playing at Notre Dame, the Yukons of the world. Like we were, and like we're like, hey, the, we're gonna go. We might not be good at first or even the second. But year, you but wanted we're gonna to grow be the this team program. that turned them around. We okay. wanted to grow the program. I remember the coach sitting. I remember the coach sitting in my living room with my parents and bringing out these blueprints. It's like we're gonna build this stadium in two years. Like like it, it's gonna be on campus. It's gonna be awesome. That that stadium didn't get built until like four or five years ago, like five years ago. Like, so wow. that was just like, it was like a, a recruiting dream, tool. Yeah. yeah. But so we like, we're like, and this coach that we had, he was like an old school guy. He's like, we're not good enough to pass it. Let's just kick it up and foul people and, you know, rough and tough. And that's like how we're, and it just wasn't a style of soccer that like fit mm-hmm. me. Like, I'm, you know, and so like, that's pretty much the reason why I left. And then I joined the amateur team in the Vernigan Erschgeberg, the German team down there in Davisville Road. Um, so What's that was like Vernigan Erschgeberg. It's it's a German club. Oh, the Vernigan Erschgeberg. Oh, yeah. Vernigan Erschgeberg. Oh, yeah. I thought you said Erschgeberg. It's Erschgeberg. <laughs> okay. Right. I'm telling you, I'm telling you right now. So I joined that team when I left college and I moved back home, around home. And I'm telling you right now, if it wasn't for like fitness level, that team would have beaten any college team because really? it's former, it's full, it's former college players that like okay. didn't want to go pro. Maybe they got a good job. Or like maybe they enjoyed drinking beer a little bit too much and didn't right. want to go. So it was like former D1 players and we played it like amateur ball. We didn't have to. Um, so Vernigan Erschberg is like a like, picture, it like a country club. Instead of having a golf course, they have a soccer field and the members are all these drunk German guys that go out there and watch us play soccer. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. It was awesome. All right. So this is coming to the end of part one of the Brian Madden experience. Uh, this episode has been a lot of fun. Like we said, check the description of this episode for antique liquidation, where you can find all of Brian's contact information so you can get a hold of them to send off all, you know, if you have any antiques you want to look at, 
Uh, but other than that, in case you're wondering, you can find all our stuff and all our content and all podcast platforms and YouTube at Working Perspectives Podcast. The yeah, is on Instagram at Working Perspectives Podcast. You can join us on Twitter and TikTok at Working P Pod. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please email us at workperspectives at gmail.com. And please like, subscribe so we keep bringing you this sweet, sweet content. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. And get ready for part two coming next week. Thanks. See you.